This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I don't know if anyone noticed that this morning after Shachos, or middle, or towards the end of Shachos, Matcha made a comment that whoever was here this morning has to be here tomorrow morning. Now, it just sounded like a threat from Matcha, who, who's very scary. But the truth is, there's some serious halachic ramifications to what he was alluding to. There's a Ramon Shulchan Aruch at Simon Nun Hei in Arachayim. At the end of Simon Nun Hei, the Ramon writes, he says, There's an ability to a shul or a community to give penalties on those who don't show up to the minion to ensure that the minion functions every single day. The Ramon writes, you have the ability to, it doesn't say who gives the penalty, and we'll talk more about it, but there's such a concept of kenosis on a shul, on a minion, to make sure that every single day they have a minion for shachos. So what exactly does this mean? What is the ramifications? So my son came home the other day, his Rebbe gave him a book from all the shailas of Zilberstein. They're always interesting, Reb Zilberstein shailas. So I put was leafing through it, I opened it up, and he brought down the following story. There was a yeshuv somewhere in Eretz Yisrael, that they, uh, one day, one morning, they only had nine people for shachos. So the guy goes out and he's uh, making it look like he's looking for a 10th guy. The guy is a smart guy. He calls a taxi driver. He tells the taxi driver to come to the shul. The taxi driver shows up to the shul. Taxi driver is a Jewish. He tells him, no, come inside. We want you for a 10th for the minion. The guy didn't tell anyone in the shul that he's a taxi driver. He just slept him off the street and brought him in. He told the taxi driver, run the meter. So when the davening was over, he charged him, I think something like 90 shek for the trip. So the child was, who has to pay the 90 shek? So the Gabbai Tainad, we split it equally. Each one of us, each nine of us, we needed the tenth guy for a minion. We all needed a minion, so we should divide it equally. The Balbatim claimed that we never hired this guy. We thought you went outside and yank a guy off the street like we do here all the time. We didn't realize we were paying for a guy to come. We're not paying anything. So he said the Shaykh to Zilberstein. Who has to pay? Who's Chayv to pay? So Zilberstein said the Chiddush of not, no one was thinking. He said, you know who has to pay the bill? The guy who didn't show up that morning. Number 10 who was supposed to come to shul, who overslept, who whatever didn't show up, he's got to pay the bill. Why? Says the Ramah. The Ramah says that we, we give a penalty for someone who, made, who doesn't help make the minion function. Therefore, Tainer Abzilber said, you know who has to pay the entire bill? Mr. Number 10 who didn't show up at all to shul this morning. He's got to pay the whole 90 shah. However, says Abzilberstein, if number 10 had a good reason, he wasn't feeling well, or whatever considered a good reason, you have to know what a good reason is, then the taka should be split amongst all the people. Why, says Abzilberstein? Because the Ramah says that you can force people in the shul to pay for a shul also. You can make people pay a building fee. You can force them. Sometimes that's part of being in a community. You have to pay for the upkeep of the shul. Says Abzilberstein, included in that, especially we're talking about if it's 90 shek amongst nine people, it's not a lot of money. So every person has to give a little bit of money to make sure there's a minion. So he passed in the halacha like this Ramon Shulchan that we all have to make sure that we're here to make sure that we don't miss one day of minion. So that's what Matcha was getting at. If you don't show up tomorrow morning, you're going to get penalized financially. Now, it's not so poshant, because how do you understand this Ramah? The Ramah is talking about a case where there's only one minion in town, and if number 10 oversleeps tomorrow morning, you know what happens? None of us have Tzvilah B'tzibah. Baruch Hashem, we live in a neighborhood over here where there's so many minyanim. So let's say tomorrow morning, Chas Vashom, we wouldn't get a minyan. What would we do? We'd go down the block, we'd go around the corner, we'd go here, we'd go there. Do we still say this halach? 
So the Archa Shulchan says, absolutely not. This whole penalty and all this whole thing is talking about where there's only one minion in town. You live in the middle of a little shtetl, you live in a yeshuv, that's it, there's only 10 people in town, and if number 10 doesn't show up, there's no minion today, we're all davening b'yechidus. But says the Archa if you have, let's say, over here in our neighborhood, so if we don't have a minion here at 620, you go 6.30, okay, no. you go to young Israel, you go there, you go here, you'll, you'll, you'll find a minion in the neighborhood. As I pass in the Archa that's the Bavadja's son writes in Allah Chaburah for like a given. It's not even like a shail by him. So which means, at least in this community, okay, if you live in an out-of-town community, it's still very relevant. Let's say you live in an out-of-town community and there's only 10 people and that number 10 says, I don't do the weekdays. Don't bother me in the weekdays. I'll show up Shabbos. I don't do during the week. It doesn't work into my schedule, whatever it is. So according to them, Yitaka could penalize him. You can levy a tax on him. You're part of the neighborhood. You're part of the community. You've got to show up to the minion. But in our community, it's irrelevant. However, Rav Moshe doesn't pass in that way. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a very interesting tshuva in Igros Moshe or Chaim Chel Gimel, Simin Tezayin. He mamish talks about a shayla like in our shul. He writes, "B'davar Abesek Neses Shechasa B'Meachol Eizah Noshel Aminyan." You have a shul during the week; it's a hard time getting a minion. Why? V'yesha Noshim Hashayichim Lebesek Neses Zeh. They have a connection to the shul. Obviously, I'm not mechuyiv to make sure there's a minion in some other shul. It's not my shul. Oh, but this is my shul. Right, I pay my dues to this shul. I consider this my shul, but I don't, I don't have it during the week because Shachwas doesn't fit into my schedule. It's Mamash Ramesh's case. He says, why? But during the week, they don't have it because they daven too early. Sounds familiar, right? They daven too early here. I don't want daven so early. So they don't come during the week. They only come on Shabbos or whatever it is. So the Shaila presented to Ramesh was, do they fall onto the category of the Ramah? So Ramesh writes over Mamash, this case. He says, and there's not enough people for a minion. They won't be able to have a minion. There's not enough people to show up to what we call today the early shachris. And because of this, a lot of guys don't even bother showing up to shul in the first place. They say, why should I come to shul? I'm not going to get a minion anyways. Mazel tov at home. Says Ramayusha, Ramayusha says, I can't give a clear-cut ruling. Because we're not talking about money, we're just talking about right and wrong. I'll tell you what I think. And Ramayusha says the following. He believes that this din applies even if you have many other places down in the neighborhood. Ramayusha writes, even though in this neighborhood, this community, in this shul, if we wouldn't have a shachos tomorrow morning, we'd all go somewhere else. And we'd all daven with a gansfine and minion, we'd all be yes to feel the Ramayusha, nonetheless, the Ramayusha's din is still true. We should still make sure that this shul has a minion every single morning, every day. Not most of the week, three times a week, every single day. And Ramayusha writes in the truth, again, his raya is, is not for now, but he writes mafurish that he thinks that it's partial to him, he says, and he writes over here at the end of the Tshuva, he says, There's other shuls that you can go to. There has to be made sure there's a minion every day. To lose out the consistency of having a minion. He writes at the end of the truth, he says, but it's not fair to people. People don't want to wake up early in the morning. So what do you do? So I would say then the shul should put it to a vote and find out when people want to dive it. It's not easy to ask people to wake up earlier than they want to. He says, says, try to work out like a system. That, you know, let's say you're short a bunch of people, so there'll be like, there'll be turns. You know, rotation. You take one day, I'll take another day. 
Because it's hard to ask people to get up every single day early. But you see from Rav Moshe that he thought, no, Kipshut, they're not like the Arach HaShulchan. He thought that this din is taka true, Halach HaLamaisa, even if there's other minyanim in the neighbor. So it's a stickle scary thing. According to this Rav Moshe, you got to really make sure that you're always here. There is a big shadow, which we're not going to get into tonight. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. Is what happens if one of those ten guys want to move out of the neighborhood? Let's say you live in Yeshuvah, ten people. One guy decides he wants to move out of the neighborhood. He wants to raise his kids with his Muslim people. Is he even allowed to move? If you're number 10 and they're relying on you, they're counting on you, maybe you're not allowed to move out of the neighborhood. You have to stay here, because unless you find something to replace you. Okay, maybe one day we'll get to that child if it's Negev. But the point is, according to Rav Moshe, it's talking interesting, Rav Moshe held, even though there's other minyanim, we have to make sure that every single, minyan, every single morning there's a minyan here. Okay, so that's what Matcha meant when he said this morning, make sure we have a minyan tomorrow morning. Okay, someone called me up this week with an interesting Shiloh. <clears throat> interesting Shiloh. Shiloh was the following, he was davening in a shul, where it's a shtickle minion factory. So this time of the year when you have minion factories, so there's some places that they're davening mincha still, and they're also davening mayrif. And not because they're chesidish. Why? Because they're davening mincha before they have mincha, mincha, mincha. Then they have a mayrif right after the plug. Plug is very early now. Right? The plug, you can still daven mincha for quite some time after the plug. So the shayla was, one, the shul was davening, I don't remember which way it goes, but the basic storyline is that the shul was davening either mincha or mayrif. This fellow was not part of that. He was doing the opposite. You know, let's say, for example, the shul was davening Mayrif. It was after plug, they were davening Mayrif. This fellow didn't daven Mincha yet. So he wanted to daven Shman Esri with the Tzibur. And the question is, does he get credit of Tzibur with Tzibur? They're davening Shman Esri for Mayrif. He's davening Shman Esri for Mincha. Does he still get credit for Tzibur with Tzibur? That's like the Shaila. So the truth is, this Shaila is a Mephoshim Mishtabur. Mishtabur writes this Shaila, Mamish, outward in Simon, Reish, Lam, and Vav. In this end, end, end of Chelek Beis and Mishtabur, he talks about the Shiloh. But he, he talks about the Shiloh earlier in, in his Sefer. If you took a look at Mishtabur and Simit Tzadi, he talks about a different Shiloh. He talks about a Shiloh with Shachris and Musaf. Let's say, for example, a guy shows a very late uh, Shabbos morning or Rosh Chodesh morning. And they're up to Musaf already. So he jumps into the Shman Esrei. So he's saying, Shachris the Shman Esrei. They're saying, a Musaf the Shman Esrei. Does he get credit for Tzvi Tziba? So if you look at the Mishtabur, he quotes over there from the Tzlach. That the tzlach sounds like you do get tefillah b'tzibur. But many achrenim point out that it doesn't mean you get exact credit of tefillah b'tzibur. You get a lower credit called b'tshah shat tzibur mispalo. Tefillah b'tzibur means that 10 people are davening Shemana Esri together. That's the highest level. That's the key of tefillah b'tzibur. Sometimes here, some of our minyanim, we don't really get tefillah b'tzibur. I don't want to bust anyone's bubble. Because real tefillah b'tzibur means 10 people are davening together. Starting Shemana Esri together, or davening at some point Shemana Esri together. If you have 10 people in the room and someone davened already, it's not real Tzvila B'tzibu. Real Tzvila B'tzibu means 10 people davening together. But Zakti Mishtabur, there's another thing that's based on a Magav Ram, called Bishar Shat If we're all davening at the same time where the group is davening, so even though we're davening different Shemana Esri's, nonetheless, there's such a thing called Bishar Shat So many Achroinim learn that's what the Mishtabur means. That Avad, you don't get full credit of Tzvila B'tzibu, but it's more than davening at home. Meaning, if the question is, should I just daven at home or come to shul? The answer is, come to shul. Even though you're not saying the same shul, it's still kedai to come to shul. If you look in the stipler, in the Orchas Rabbeinu, in the Sefer written by Rabbi Horowitz, he calls him the stipler, that the stipler sounded not like that. The stipler thought that it's mamish like Tzvila B'tzibur. You're davening with them, even though they're davening Muncha, and you're davening Mariv, you're davening Shachras, and they're davening Mosef. doesn't matter. That's still considered Tzvila B'tzibur. It's interesting, I saw one of the Echrenim point out, let's say you're up to Mariv, and they're up to Mincha. So they're going to be up to, let's say, let's say uh, they're going to be in the middle of Chazar Sashat and you're in the middle of Shtol Shman Esri. You're not allowed to be, you're not allowed to pause. Because for you, you're, you're diving Marish Shman Esri. Marish Shman Esri doesn't have a Kedusha. So for you to pause in the middle of Marish would be a Hefzik. 
So even though I'm not talking, I'm just being a Shemir Ka'ina, you can't be a Shemir Ka'ina to something which doesn't fit into Yerushman Esrei. So if let's say, for example, you're davening Mayriv, and they're still davening Mincha, so then you, and they get up to Chazar Seshat, and they get up to Kedusha, you would not be allowed to stop. You would have to go straight through the Kedusha, and you would not be allowed to stop. Now all the poets can point out, this is not a Lechatchil of any stretch of the imagination. Best case scenario is daven the proper tefillah with the proper minion. But, but if for whatever reason this is the last minion in town, let's say for example you're coming to a neighborhood and they're ready up to Mayrif, you didn't daven mincha yet, and it's let's say for example still before the shkia, it's after plug, but they daven Mayrif, after plug, that's what the minig of the neighborhood is. And you, know, you didn't daven mincha yet. So then Paiskim suggests, Mr. Buri writes it in two places, based on Prima God, based on Atzlach, you should daven Shemayin Esrei with them. You'll get how much credit you'll get, it's not so poshant, but it's definitely, definitely better than davening at home. You'll say, well, why should I come to shul? Let Davin marry, but I'm Davin Milcha. It's Kedai. Come to shul. Davin Bishosh, Atziv, Maspal, you'll be surprised. You might not get full credit. You'll get a lot of credit. Now, the Nusach, some place can write, it's just a drop on the Tvila Batsiba. I don't know exactly what number you put to that. Tvila Batsiba is 100, so this is 90 something. I don't know. But it's Kedai. It's Kedai to Davin at a time when people are Davin. It gives you a Tvila the best chance, and you have nothing to lose as long as you're in the same base medish. If you be, let's say, for example, across the street, and you know that they're Davin now, let's say you, you know the clock. You look at the clock and say, oh, I know in shul of Mary, but I'm, don't, you don't, there at home you don't get credit. It has to be in shul at the same time with them, in the same makayim, then you get some credit. But if you be at home, you wouldn't get the same credit. So it's good to come to shul, daven with them, even though it's not the same tweet, you'll get some form of credit.